Hello everybody, welcome back to the Kiwi Gardening Podcast. We are up to episode 20 and for those who have been asking for this podcast to come out um, and asking if I'm still going to make podcasts, apologies for the late delay. It's been a while since I actually did my last episode. Reason being with Auckland going back into level 3, I've been really busy with work and since I work in the horticultural industry and I couldn't service my plants in level four when I went back to a lot of my clients places there were a lot of dead plants and I had some trouble accessing different sites and stuff so it was a little bit hard for the first few weeks but I feel like going back on my feet again and yeah I feel like I can keep recording again so why not get back into it it has been really nice for me to go back to work and I've really enjoyed being able to see how plants can survive in a bit of a harsh environment and in different conditions. As I've said before in the podcast, I my job is an indoor plantscaper, so I look after indoor plants in offices in the CBD. And I did notice that there are certain plants that actually are a lot more hardy than others, particularly when it comes to watering. And I found out that my peace lilies do need a lot more regular water than other plants. And also, I did find out that when a client waters the plants, as they were on site during level 4, some of them, overwatering can be such an issue as well because I had a lot of stuff where they'd been flooded so much and the plant was looked like it was dry um, and dying, but it was actually because they were drowning. So, yeah, it was interesting to see all the different dynamics when I got back. But I'm super happy and grateful to be back and, yeah, recording this podcast. I recently asked on my Instagram for some different topics for the podcast and I got a great number of uh, messages and comments um, about what I should do for our podcast. And a lot of them were to do with small space gardening. As I am growing in a small space, I've been asked if I can, you know, show people or explain to people how to maximize a small space. And that's one thing I'll definitely do in the future. Um, I also had some doing different crops, kind of like what I did with the last three episodes with the tomato, the cucumber, and the chili and capsicum. I think people want more of those individual um, topics. So I'll do some of those as well. And if people have specific ones they'd like me to cover, I'm really happy to do that as well. And then other people are talking about like, how do you combat pests in an eco-friendly way? and encourage beneficial insects into the garden. People are having troubles with different pests like rats and possums and rabbits and they want to know how to get rid of those and keep them out of your property. Um, And a lot of these things I don't actually deal with. So I don't deal with rabbits or I don't deal with possums. I do, I have dealt with mice in the past and they're not too bad to get rid of but they can destroy a lot of your young seedlings if you're not careful. Um, yeah, so there's some here for me that I haven't really had to deal with myself, but I can do some research as well and just check what other people have been doing and kind of give you that information in one spot. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what I'll be doing for the next few episodes. In this episode, I just want to catch up with you guys as it's been such a long time and we are getting full swing into spring. So there's a lot of things that are going on and I just want to kind of have a check up with you guys and... Uh, tell you what I'm doing and then you can kind of see what you're doing and yeah whether your summer garden is going to come along nicely. I was supposed to be doing a plant sale market 
in West Auckland coming up on Labor Day weekend because Labor Day weekend is when we, especially in Auckland and other places in the North Island, we plant all our spring veggies in the garden uh, because there's low risk of frost and cold weather. So um, it's a great time to get your tomatoes, your capsicums, chilies, cucumbers, all into your garden. Yeah, I was going to do a sale to help people out who maybe couldn't get seedlings from the supermarket or the garden centre. And I wanted to be able to provide those for them, especially varieties that you can't really get in the garden centres. Um, so I've done that and I've grown a whole bunch of different seedlings. However, because of this lockdown, we are still in level like 2.9 in Auckland, which is pretty much level 3 except for we can meet with one other family, one other bubble. So it's quite restricting as to how I can sell them. So I've been just reaching out to people and I put something on my story and I have some interest, people in West Auckland and people in the CBD. So I'll be distributing those to those people. So it's not all loss. I can um, get in contact with a few people, which is really nice. And I love the, the community that the garden does bring to to people you know you can connect people together and stuff so I really like that about gardening okay so I just want to talk about a few crops that I've got going on that I've had some interest in from people and I just want to say what I've done with them and what you can do now if you want to plant them also the first one I want to quickly talk about are peanuts for the last two years I've grown peanuts and I have had a lot of messages about people wanting to know where I get my peanut seeds from to be honest you can use any peanuts as long as they are raw and untreated. And I bought mine from a Korean supermarket. They were still in the, the shell that they come in. You know how there's like two in a pod kind of thing. I bought those just to be safe, just to make sure that they hadn't been treated with anything. And yeah, all you do is soak them for one day and they will expand probably like double its size. And then you just stick it in soil and it does take a little while for them to come up. But yeah, once they're up, they are really easy to look after. I did find with my first year of growing them, I direct sowed some, and then I also grew some in trays. And I found that I left the ones in the trays in the tray for too long, and they kind of got root bound a little bit. And it definitely affected the end result of the peanuts. As uh, most of you know, will know that peanuts grow under the ground in the root system. Well, not in the root system, but amongst the root system um, and because it was so compact down there it was quite hard for the peanuts to actually you know be well productive the ones that I found that I direct sowed worked really well uh, so the following year I did a bit of both again but this time with the ones that I sowed into trays I made sure I didn't keep them in the tray for too long and yeah they work really well as well so yeah don't be scared about don't be scared to sow them in a tray first, but just make sure that you don't leave them in there too long. Um, and if you want to plant your peanuts, it's a good time to plant them now. Uh, you can plant them now till uh, probably mid-November or something, and then it might be getting too late. So yeah, just get in there. Just give it a go because it's, it's an interesting crop to grow. The second crop I want to talk about is a crop that I started growing last year. And now it's finally coming into production. So this plant is called artichoke. And it kind of looks like 
the the fruit of the artichoke kind of looks like an armadillo uh, like a rolled up armadillo yeah it kind of has those scales kind of thing it's kind of like a tough looking it looks like a weapon almost um and i've never tried growing it before or eating it so this is the first time for me and i'm not too sure if i should harvest it or if i actually should let it go to flower because an artichoke flower is so beautiful, um, it's really purple and it attracts a lot of pollinators to the garden. So I'm not sure whether I should harvest or keep on there and leave it for the bees and the, the other insects. So yeah, that's one interesting crop that I've got going on in my garden as well. Um, I'll see what happens once it's flowered and everything, if it will produce more after that. Um, I'm pretty sure that they go dormant again and then they come back next season so i'll just keep it and you guys updated on what i'm up to with my artichoke um yeah because I, I like growing different crops that most people haven't heard about or you can't really buy in the supermarket so yeah, yeah that's one interesting thing uh, another thing you guys know that i like to do with my strawberries is i like to pull off the flowers early in the season however now so for the first month or something of spring so for the last month, I've been pulling the flowers off the strawberry plants to let them produce more leaves and to actually get the plant to size up a, uh, size up a lot more. And what this does is it actually helps the plant produce a, a bigger um, area for photosynthesis, which the plant can take energy from the sun through the leaves. And if you've only got like one leaf on the plant and three strawberries trying to grow, it can be really hard for the energy to be collected to create a nice juicy fruit. So yeah, now mine are looking really good and I've been feeding them every second week with, I've been using blood and bone fertilizer. That's um, liquid fertilizer. It's an organic one. And then I've also been using the Tui's seaweed tonic and I've been just applying this in a watering can. And yeah, they're looking really dark green at the moment and they're just starting to flower now. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what these will be producing this year. Uh, one thing I've found with those wool pockets though is that they do dry out quite a bit. And last season, I think I let my strawberries dry out too much and this affected the fruit. When the fruit was half formed, um, I would let my plant dry out too much and then the the strawberry would kind of dry on the vine and then it would never get to the full size and it wasn't that juicy and stuff. So this year I'm going to make sure I just water it every afternoon or morning and give it all that moisture so then it can produce juicy strawberries. Um, another two things with my strawberries, I recently got a whole bunch of leaves and I mulched around, around the strawberries uh, to protect them from uh, soil erosion and also from direct sunlight. And this will, yeah, this will just protect them as well from different diseases like botrytis, which uh, you, you've you seen probably pictures before where a strawberry is on the ground and it's got that gray mold kind of thing on the strawberry. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to protect my strawberries from that as well. And the last thing I want to say about my strawberries is that I've been getting a lot of aphids on them, especially early in the season. They just, you know, they live on the stem and the new growth and then they live on the underside of the leaves. So I've just been constantly spraying them with a bit of um, olive oil, with a bit of um, dishwash liquid, uh, the EcoStore one, and a bit of water, and I use it in a spray bottle. I just directly spray where the aphids are, and I try to spray them off the leaf, 
So even if the spray itself is not effective, just the shaking the aphids and moving them off the plant, hopefully they won't be able to find my plant again. So yeah, that's what's happening with my strawberries right now, and I'm really happy and excited to see how they produce this season. Okay, before I finish this podcast, um, I do want to give you three applications that you can do and make sure you're doing right now for your summer garden to be successful. And one thing is to do with watering, not directly watering itself, but just always make sure your garden is well watered because this time of the year, the sun is sucking the the energy and the waters from your soil and from your plants. And you don't necessarily need to water your plants, but you just want to be aware that they could be dry. So just check them. Um, and one thing, if you haven't done already, which I would highly recommend you do right now, if you haven't done it, is to mulch around your gardens, mulch around all your plants. Use either leaf mulch, you can use grass clippings. Just make sure the grass clippings do not have weed seeds in it, which they shouldn't because it's still early in the season. So yeah, don't worry about that. Um, yeah, use leaf leaf mulch. Uh, you can even put a layer of, of pea straw from, if you go and buy the pea straw, it's a little bit expensive, but um, it's worth it if you can't get access to leaves and other material materials you can use as mulch. Uh, me personally, I love to use leaves. It's a free resource and there's many of them around. You just have to go and find them sometimes. I love to use the liquid amber leaves as these break down really easily and they, yeah, the, the worms absolutely love them. So there's one leaf that I'd prefer to go to. But right now, I think it'd be quite hard to find those leaves. So you might have to resort to something else. Tip number two, uh, use some of your garden space to provide habitat and food supply for bugs and insects like bees, beneficial insects like lacewings and ladybirds and um, all these beneficial bugs. Even some flies are beneficial as well. In previous years, I have dedicated 100% of my garden just to produce veggies for myself. And when a tomato starts to produce its flowers and stuff, it's very good for you already to have a bunch of bees and butterflies and other insects coming to pollinate your garden because you need you need insects to pollinate your your plants um, a lot of them at least anyway some can be pollinated by the wind or other insects but it's just really handy to have a garden full of flowers because then you'll have a constant supply of bees and other insects to pollinate your garden and also if you produce um, plants that shelter other insects like beneficial insects that will eat the aphids and eat the white fly you're creating an ecosystem in your your garden to be able to fight itself it's kind of like a big area of wildlife where you know you've got your lions um, and you've got your gazelles and you've got your zebras and stuff like that and if there were no lions who knows maybe there'll be way too many um, grass-eating animals and they would uh, probably eat too much of the land that some of them would die of hunger and stuff like that so they'll overpopulate but because there are lions and cheetahs and stuff like that they keep the populations down uh, so if you think of it like that you know we're trying to encourage the lions and the cheetahs into our garden and those are ladybirds and those are lace wings even spiders and stuff they just they just come and they they'll eat the aphids yeah, I've already witnessed that in my garden, especially with the lace wings this year. Um, and lastly, I encourage you guys to find 
like-minded people, whether they be in your community, your neighbors, uh, or even on social media, where you can exchange information and your success stories with others. Uh, because I think it's really beneficial to learn from others' mistakes. And especially if you're learning from people like your neighbors, uh, if you are, if you see your neighbor and they've got like an epic garden, maybe go and you know, ask them about it or something, and you can learn a lot from them. And I do find that gardeners are really happy to share knowledge and also plants. And um, yeah, they're really proud of what they've accomplished. So I encourage you to find people close to you so you can learn from them and work out what works in your area. And if you are the person who has the epic garden, then I encourage you to be that person to try and help others as well. Guys, once again, I apologize for the the delay in producing these episodes. I've had an amazing amount of people come to me and asking me about the episode, which has been awesome. And I've seen on the app where I I look at the stats of my podcast that there have been a lot more people listening recently. So I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much for your support. And I really hope to make content that you guys value and that you guys can learn from. Kia kaha, guys. See ya.